Sunday Stories is a podcast presentation of Christ Episcopal Church North Hills in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Hello, welcome to Sunday Stories. My name is Deacon Lorena, and I love to share good stories with you. I went to the farm today and brought home some corn on the cob, green and yellow beans, tomatoes, cucumbers, spaghetti squash, and some deliciously ripe pears. Going to the farm is a joyful occasion. I love looking at the fields where all the vegetables grow, saying hello to the chickens who provide fresh eggs, and petting the goat who keeps the fields free of weeds for the farmers. Fall is harvest time, which means it is the time that the fruits and vegetables are ready for picking after the long summer growing season. Fall is the time to celebrate the harvest and to give thanks to God for all the delicious food that grows in the earth. Many farms have fun fall festivals with wagon rides to the pumpkin patch and corn mazes to explore. People all over the world celebrate the fall harvest in different ways. In Israel, the Jewish harvest festival of Sukkot dates back 3,000 years. The festival is named after the Hebrew word Sukkot, which means booths. A booth is a hut or a tent and is a temporary place to live. On the first day of Sukkot, people build a sukkah and decorate it with fruits and branches then host meals in celebration of God's presence and provision. Sukkot also celebrates the future, when God's promise to Abraham will be fulfilled, and all the families of the earth will be blessed through his family. God will send a special person, the Messiah, to fulfill the promises made to Abraham. In today's Gospel from St. Mark, Jesus asks the disciples a question. Who do you say that I am? You are the Messiah, Peter answers. You are the special person who will fulfill God's promise to Abraham long, long ago. Peter is right, and the disciples are happy to hear this, of course. But then Jesus begins to teach them something new. He tells them that the future of the Messiah will be about giving up his life to save the world. Peter doesn't believe this, but Jesus tells Peter this is the way God wants it to be. Anyone who follows him will need to do what Jesus does, forget himself and put God first. Jesus says, if you want to save your life, you will lose it. But if you lose your life because of me and the gospel, you'll save it. How do we do this? This does not come naturally. We may have no clue that we are being selfish unless someone shows us how to forget ourselves. In today's Sunday story, it is the eve of Sukkot, the Jewish harvest festival, and two brothers have each built a booth for the celebration. Eben is rich and selfish. Ezra is kind and generous. One evening, Three mysterious guests appear and leave behind unusual gifts that neither of the brothers will ever forget. Let's listen to today's Sunday story. 
The Mysterious Guests, A Sukkot Story by Eric A. Kimmel. It is said that the three forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, returned to earth for the harvest festival of Sukkot. Disguised as weary travelers, they appear at the sukkah, asking to share the holiday meal. If they are welcomed as honored guests, they leave a blessing. If not, they teach a lesson that is not soon forgotten. Two brothers once lived in the land of Israel. Eben the elder was extremely rich and extremely selfish. His name means stone, and he lived up to it, for he cared no more about others than he did for the stones lying beside the road. His brother, Ezra, was kind and generous. His name means help, and he lived up to it too. Although Ezra was as poor as his brother Eben was rich, he treated all as if they were members of his own family. He never hesitated to share what little he had with those in need. Every year when the holiday of Sukkot arrived, Eben built a magnificent sukkah. Its boards were fragrant cedar. Fresh-smelling pine and juniper boughs covered its roof. Pears, apples, and grapes at the peak of ripeness decorated the sukkah from top to bottom. Every meal in the sukkah was like a royal banquet, for Eben would allow only the finest delicacies to be served at his table. His guests were the most important people in the land. They ate from gold dishes and drank from silver cups. Poor people sometimes approached Eben's sukkah. It would have been a sin to turn them away. However, Eben never allowed them to feel welcome. He never invited them to sit at the table. They had to stand in a corner, away from the other guests. They could look on and admire, but they were not permitted to touch anything. After the banquet, Eben gave them the leftovers. He called this charity. It made them feel like beggars. Ezra Suka was not nearly as grand as his brother's. Its boards were bits and pieces of scrap lumber collected over the years. Its boughs were fallen palm branches. Ezra could not afford to buy ripe fruits. He decorated his sukkah with leaves and wild flowers. He searched the marketplace for overripe pears, apples, and bunches of grapes that were about to be thrown away. Ezra could buy a whole basket of these for a few coins. He discarded the rotten grapes and cut the spoiled parts from the pears and apples so that when he hung those fruits from the roof and walls of his sukkah, they looked as beautiful as the ones his brother Eben hung from his. Ezra welcomed all who came to his sukkah. He never turned anyone away. Rich and poor sat together at the table. Everyone brought something to share. A loaf of bread, a fresh salad, a bowl of yogurt, fresh cheese made from sheep's or goat's milk, a bouquet of flowers, a song, or an interesting story. Everyone, no matter how poor, had something to bring. Ezra might not have been as wealthy as his brother, but in his sukkah there was always enough to go around. In truth, People preferred Ezra's sukkah to Eben's. 
joy and friendship filled Ezra Suka. Pride and vanity filled Ebens. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob came down from heaven on the eve of Sukkot, with dusty cloaks on their backs and worn-out sandals on their feet. They wandered from town to town, stopping at every sukkah they asked to be invited in, and they were always welcomed, until they came to Eben's sukkah. Go away. I have no room for you. Evan said when he saw their worn clothes and tired faces. Abraham pretended not to see the three empty places at the table. May we stand in the corner? We won't take up much room. We promise not to touch anything, said Isaac. We are very hungry, said Jacob. You'll have to wait, Evan told them. You may eat whatever my guests leave. The three visitors stood and watched as the meal was served. Suddenly, Abraham spoke. We would like to tell a story in thanks for your hospitality. Go ahead, said Eben, only make it short. There was once a man who built a beautiful sukkah. Its boards were cedar, its boughs fresh-cut pine and juniper, Isaac began. But all the beauty was on the outside. Jacob continued. The inside was rotten with selfishness. The man had no room in his sukkah for kindness or charity. One day, three visitors came to the sukkah. The man treated them as beggars. He would not allow them to sit at the table. He did not offer them food or drink. When the meal was over, the three visitors departed. As they left, they spoke a special blessing. May this sukkah's outside be like its inside, said Abraham. What's the point of that ridiculous story, Evan snapped. Look around and you will see. Then Evan looked up. The beautiful fruits hanging from the roof and walls of the sukkah turned rotten before their eyes. Black mold spread across the apples. White fungus covered the grapes. Worms crawled out of the pears. Toads, snakes, lizards, a host of creeping things swarmed out of the fruits and began falling onto the table. They plopped into the soup. They burrowed into the bread. They crawled, hopped, and slithered across the golden plates. They dropped onto the guests' laps and into their jeweled and perfumed hair. Eben's guests ran screaming from the sukkah. What is the meaning of this? Eben shouted at the three visitors. As he spoke, they vanished. Soon afterward, the same three travelers came to Ezra's sukkah. May we come in? They asked. Of course, I am happy to have you. Everyone is welcome in this sukkah, Ezra replied. The people at the table made room for the new guests. They brought food for them to eat and filled their cups with wine. The three visitors joined the feasting. When they had finished, Ezra said, It is the custom for each of my guests to bring something to the sukkah. It might be food to eat. 
it might be a song, a bit of news, or a clever riddle. Might our three visitors have something to share with the rest of us? Indeed we do, said Abraham. We have a story to tell. Then let us hear it. Abraham began. Once there was a man who was good and kind. He greeted everyone who came to his sukkah. He shared what little he had. He made the poorest people feel welcome. The generosity that filled the mansuka was as precious as silver and gold. One day three strangers approached the sukkah, said Isaac. The man invited them to his table. He treated them as honored guests. When the visitors departed, they left a special blessing. May this sukkah's outside be like its inside, said Jacob. What a strange story. What does it mean? asked Ezra. Look around and you'll see. Ezra and his guests looked at the sukkah's walls. They stared up at its roof. All the fruits and flowers hanging there had turned to silver. All the limbs and boughs turned to gold. Who are you? I know you are not part of this world, Ezra cried. But the mysterious guests had vanished. From that day on, Ezra became a wealthy man. Good fortune followed him so that he soon became even more prosperous than his brother Eben. Every year at Sukkot, he built a magnificent sukkah, the most beautiful in the land where every person, rich or poor, was welcomed as an honored guest. As for Eben, he searched his heart and changed his ways. Every year, he too built a beautiful sukkah, to which he welcomed all who came. And if the fruits and flowers of his sukkah never turned to gold or silver, neither did they bring forth toads and lizards. The three mysterious guests give each brother the very same gift or blessing. Do you remember what it is? May this sukkah's outside be like its inside. It's a strange blessing, isn't it? But the blessing reveals to each brother what is inside his own heart. Eben's heart is selfish and mean, so his sukkah turns ugly. The fruits rot and black mold spreads across the apples. White fungus covers the grapes. Creeping things plop into the soup and onto the guests' laps. Ezra's heart is kind and generous, and so his sukkah transforms from humble scraps of wood and overripe fruits into silver and gold. Ezra becomes rich, and because his heart is kind, he shares his wealth with everyone. Every person, rich or poor, is welcome as his honored guest, and this is wonderful. Even more wonderful is what happens to Eben the mysterious guests reveal the ugliness of his selfish heart. What a shock it must have been for him. And what a blessing, too. Because it helps Eben to change. He sees how his selfishness hurts other people. And when he hurts people, he hurts God. So he changes. 
He chooses kindness and generosity. He chooses to forget himself and puts God first. He chooses to follow God's ways. Now Eben invites the poor and feeds the hungry in his sukkah, not because he is afraid the toads and snakes will return, but because he is sorry for the ugliness of his selfish heart and grateful for God's forgiveness. Let us pray. Gracious God, thank you for sending Jesus who shows us how to wait on you in every situation and do only those things that he hears from you. We pray that we may also learn how to quietly rest in your will. Help us to be less selfish so that we may be filled with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Sunday Stories is a podcast presentation of Christ Episcopal Church North Hills in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania.